Time for another episode of the Imbalance History of Rock and Roll. I'm Ray Coop. I'm Marcus Goldman. And the seed for this, we get seeds for ideas to do episodes in the weirdest ways, but this may be one of the top five weirdest yet. This is definitely a weird one, man, but it's October. It's the greatest month of the year. Halloween ends the greatest month of the year. Day of the Dead begins the following month. Right. Now you know my thinking with uh, poising it here uh, before we get into the scary, hairy season, which is coming in in a big way here on The Imbalance History, which is brought to you each and every week by the gang at Crook and I Brewery at York and Montgomery in the heart of Hapro, Pennsylvania, and we thank them for their support. Great brews, great people, great crew, always at Crook and I. Now, I would love to have a couple of them on this Zoom call we're doing today to figure this out, who these guys all are, because, you know, we're definitely going to need help on one or two of these, but I think we have the rest. The post caught my eye because it basically said, I hear dead people and I can't even remember who posted the picture. And I went and looked and it turns out there's an even bigger version of it with more people in it. Not that much than the one that I originally sent to you. Yes, once again, honey badgering Marcus into doing something silly on the podcast. But this might be fun and it might be really cool too. It could be. I mean, we're going to be talking about some very interesting people in this drawing. And of course, we will post it all over social media to complement the episode so that you can follow along and Maybe uh, correct us if we get one or two wrong. Right. The two unknowns we need help with. And we start with one right out of the gate. It's the one that we're, we're calling number one in the upper left corner of this picture. And I immediately looked at the hair and the face and thought Eddie Van Halen. Then I looked at the guitar and that's what made you say maybe it's Jeff Beck. Yeah, a recent addition to Rock and Roll Heaven, more recent anyway. So that one I'm not so sure about, but I'll tell you something. Early on, the look could be Eddie because he didn't always have that, you know, full-blown EVH thing going. He started out as just a regular guy who could really play like crazy. He didn't have, like, the clothes or the flash or even the, uh, you know, the guitars that he would later have. But I don't know. It's an even money thing there, and I, I think you might be right about it being Jeff Beck. Hey, both of us could be wrong as well, so we don't know. We don't know (laughs) what we don't know. And if you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know how you've hung around for over 300 episodes, but thank you. Thank you very much. Number two is an easy one, right? It better be an easy one, or it should be. Yes, it Uh, is. It's the poet, the drunk poet being served wine by the uh, waitress at the cafe they're all sitting in. It's Jim Morrison, and he's in shades. It's the early Jim you know, before the uh, the beard and the uh, unkempt outlook. Come on, come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe. Can't you see that I am not afraid? What was that promise that you made? Why won't you tell me what she said? What was that promise that you made? Now, you kind of got a snake around and through to the bottom left corner. One of the most badass bass players ever. 
Young John Entwistle, the ox from The Who. And I'm not sure what he's playing there, like what brand bass guitar it is. He had that famous long neck thing that he fancied most of his career. But this looks like a picture from early on. And his bandmate, who's also in this picture, also looks like he's taken from the same era. So we'll get to that. But the Ox holding it down. So we got a great guitar player, great front man, and a bass player so far. Now, what it really looks like we're shaping up to do is form a bit of a rock and roll orchestra. And who better to lead that than the next guy over next to Jim Morrison? It's Frank Zappa, baby. Oh, yeah, with that signature Frank Zappa mustache, soul patch, the long hair, the look, the guitar. Frank Zappa all the way. But, man, he's a tough band leader. So do we want him as band leader or just a player? <laughs> it's something to consider as we go forward here. I would take a poll among those who are in the picture, but they're all dead, Marcus. The Ouija board. The Ouija, Ouija board. board. <laughs> we have to get, for, for Christmas, somebody has to give us the imbalanced Ouija board. It'll be great. And then we'll consult it constantly here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we might ask it, Marcus, is really in regards to our next guest on this week's episode why Ouija board why did you take Amy Winehouse so far So much talent, so young, and very addicted. She couldn't shake her demons at all. Yeah. And right under her is a woman who fought those demons toe-to-toe her whole life. Whatever she felt was one thing. But Mama Cass always felt like the world was trying to feed her a shit sandwich and call it ham and cheese. I'm talking about Cass Elliot, who left us way too young. Definitely. In a different way than, say, Winehouse or, 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 or some of the other young departures. Nobody can tell you There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell you Cause it hangs them up And she was on her way to doing some new and interesting things as well when she passed away. So such a heartbreaking loss and such a talented woman as well. From talking to Scott Shea, I really got the idea that she was going to go Broadway again at some point. That was her goal as a young singer. 
and she was headed towards that real mainstream pop thing and maybe a nice run doing that kind of thing. And she's perched right above James Marshall Hendricks in his uh, British Navy jacket that he was famous for, playing that left-handed guitar. And he's kind of like the anchor there in the front, right? Definitely, and his guitar crosses with the Ox's bass, and it's got that kind of cool look to it. So if you're playing along at home, we're moving left to right, top to bottom, so we're moving over one more. And look, it's Joey Ramone. Couldn't they have put all the boys in there? Yes. Sad say. I mean, they could have seriously filled this picture up and given us a four-part episode to talk about. Oh, boy. You ain't kidding. <laughs> you know, we've done a few episodes about the losses that we experience in rock and roll over these last four and a half, five years. It's part of what made us think that it might be difficult to do this podcast at times when we first put it together. By the way, that was five years ago. You and me coming up on five years, sitting at a bar, deciding we were going to do a podcast and figuring our way forward from there. <laughs> yep, taking a couple of months to put it together after yeah. that. Yeah, it took us like four months. No problem. Mm -hmm. And then here we are closing in on five years. And one of the episodes that we did in our early days, it really was a point of pride for both of us because of all the interviews and editing and stuff that went into it, was the story of Brian Jones and the uh, documentary about his death. And there he is just below Joey and right above Buddy Holly, man. Kids are different today. And I'm thinking about it, and I didn't before. He was in this picture long before anybody else that's in it showed up, you know? Oh, yeah. He was even in it before one or two of these people were born. Yeah, especially Winehouse, right? Yep. And the guy on the bottom right, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Hanging straight south of Brian Jones and just off Buddy Holly's left shoulder, the Wild Rose of Texas, one of our favorites, Janis Joplin. That is Janis, right? It's not Thelma from Scooby-Doo, is it? No, no, Velma's hair is shorter. It's looking a lot more like Janis. And they're doing a lot of early pictures of people, you know, youthful pictures, and that fits in with what's going on there. And up in the middle, kind of centered in the middle, the way, you know, the, the tall guy always gets put in the middle in the back in the team photos and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the king, baby. It's Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. It's, it's white jumpsuit Elvis with the acoustic guitar doing Big Blue Hawaii. That's so wild. Elvis doing Big Blue Hawaii. Night and you and blue Hawaii. The night is heavenly and you Right below him, 
the one and only Freddie Mercury. And he just looks regal in that photo. Like he was king of the world, king of the rock and roll world. When he took the stage, it was his. He really took it. Oh, absolutely. You were in his world when you were watching him perform live. I don't know about you. I need to take a break. Headed to Crooked Eye for a Frosty Cold one and back with more on this episode. I hear dead people on the imbalanced history of rock and roll. Fall is here and Crooked Eye is rocking in the heart of Hatboro. The Crooked Eye band will be there every second Saturday of the month. If you follow them on Facebook, you can find out what is happening at Crooked Eye and, of course, their amazing selection of beers. The brews are always delicious and experimental in many cases. Check out the board on their Facebook account. They always put a fresh picture of the board up there and something happened recently we've been talking about salty vets barbecue which is available on certain nights at uh, the brewery matt posted about uh, an incredible experience they had where they were really like pushing hard and uh, orders were overwhelming and ended up in recent weeks like two weeks before we record this had their best day ever at salty vets barbecue selling great barbecue to people and working hard doing it. it's good stuff and it's all part of the energy there crooked eye where you go you make new friends you have a good time and whatever you want whether it's the tasty brews that come from the back room there at the brewery uh craft cocktails they've got wine and cider and of course that salty vets barbecue always a good time to be had when you head down to hapro and make a crooked eye Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. This week on The Imbalance, History of Rock and Roll, Marcus, I hear dead people. What? You're not hearing them? What? No. <laughs> it's the picture I sent you, remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. This is the second half of the podcast, and we start with our second pair of band members from the same band, John Lennon and George Harrison sitting next to each other like they were, you know, just sitting around playing music right there in the front, probably leading this group in a in a big sing-along of something. Hey, Bungalow Bill! You know. <laughs> Yellow Submarine is the song they're singing, I'm sure of it. You are correct, sir. <laughs> what I find odd about this one, I would have expected George Harrison to be holding the guitar more so than John Lennon, not that John Lennon. Oh wait! Oh wait! Oh wait! Doesn't hold the top. No, no, you know why? But George is rolling the joint. <laughs> Maybe, but I would have thought John would have been all about that. No, that's Paul's job. Paul's job is to roll the joint. He rolls left-handed once. Yeah, but they do a good backwards job getting you whacked. If you're at home and you're playing along and you're thinking, well, you said it's the second band to have two members in this photo. Who's the second one? Because we only mentioned one member of any band during the first half of the episode. It's Ox's bandmate, Mooney. Right there, next to Elvis, near another great drummer in this photo. John Bonzo Bonham. We just had the anniversary of his leaving the planet. Talk about two tragic losses in the world of rock and roll and in their personal worlds. The irony in all of this is that Keith ultimately was replaced in feel as well as position by Ringo's son in The Who. And prior to that, a couple different people had played drums and not even come close to the sloppy style of Keith Moon. Yeah, but dude really did a great job as the power behind The Who. And he really made a difference. And together, he and Thunderfingers, holy shit. Yeah. The impact they had on just rock and roll in general. Boot to the ass and oh, made yeah. it fly. Yeah, they gave it the mustard, so to speak. That's a good one. Is that a Geordie saying? I don't know. We're going to have to look that up. No, that's a, that's like a baseball saying. We always said, like, with pitchers, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. When you're kicking the ball, give it a little mustard in soccer so that it goes into the corner. I put mustard on my hot dog at the game. I don't know. Into relish as well. <laughs> Well, we mentioned him uh, right next to Mooney. The next aisle over is 
the big man, most powerful drummer, like pound for pound, note for note, the most powerful drummer I think ever I've ever heard, John Bonham. And, you know, they say that it's not passed genetically. I say, Meps, that's bullshit. You listen to young Jason play. Well, he's not young Jason anymore. You listen to John's son play. And he has dad's feel. He had that power when he was a kid. He would get on dad's kit and people's eyes would get wide because he was that good. And he still is. And he still helps to keep the legacy of Zeppelin alive more than the ones who are still with us. You're right. And... One of the interesting things about this story is is Jason Bonham could be a thousand times better than his father on that kit, and he will never get the respect he deserves because of who his father is. And he's a fucking phenomenal drummer, an exceptional drummer. This is fun. I'm having fun. We're, we're getting to talk about people that we love and uh, music that we love. Now, I'm pretty sure I know who the guy uh, under Bonzo is. Bonzo's kind of wearing his little uh, his little uh, rain cap. Mm-hmm. But under him is a guy sporting a top hat. And I think it's Bowen, Mark Bowen, right? I think you're right, dude. I totally think it's Mark Boland, but the face is a little off. Yeah. And there's not the glammy, glittery thing that I would have expected in a Boland caricature of sorts. Yeah, I know what you're saying there, and, and, and that may be the reason why we're not sure if that's right. But it's an excuse to play T-Rex on the podcast, so one of the younger faces in this photo is young Sid Vicious. And I mean, he never got to be old, so they don't have any old pictures of him. Looking his total punky best, worst, whatever. Sitting there with a beer in his hand. And of course, they placed him next to Cobain, which was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. And we could use AI to generate what Sid Vicious would look like if he were our age today. Is that (laughs) using it for good or evil? I'm not sure. Well, he could become a new character in a scary cartoon if he looks that bad. We don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. You're on to something good, I'm telling you. It's October. Speaking of Jamaican Patois, Bob Marley, top of the next stack over. And he's in that classic Rastaman vibration uh, pose with his head thrown back. Man, I miss him. I listen maybe to more Bob Marley than just about anything. More reggae and Bob Marley than just about anything lately. Yeah. 
Yeah, reggae makes you feel good. Bob Marley's music makes you feel good. And the world needs people like Bob Marley for sure. Right below Bob being served a burger and fries by the waitress who looks like an actress that I can't, I just can't think of who it is. He's Michael Jackson. He's being served burgers and fries. I don't, thought he was a vegetarian. Maybe it's a veggie burger, you know? Yeah. And then right underneath the burger is Cobain, who's kind of leaning over on his chin, you know, and he's leaning on a trash can. Is Oh, no, it's a drum. Looks like a, a tom drum. Yeah, it's a tom. And his left-handed guitar is right next to him. Standing I just up. saw that. I just, I mean, I've been looking at this picture for two weeks, and I just saw that. Right next to the waitress's leg. <laughs> and then we come around to the one we're really not sure about. Up in the far right corner, holding a microphone, looking up at the crowd or the lights. And I can't tell who it is. I've been looking and looking at this one. I'm at a loss. And we're going to feel ridiculous when we find out who it is. You know that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. Like, oh, my God. How did we miss it? Now I see it. I swear. I know that one of our enterprising uh, listeners who has already seen this thing with the names attached to it is probably already Googling it and sending it to imbalancehistory at gmail.com. And we'll thank you in advance, whoever you are, from wherever you're sending it. Uh, it's just a, a fun way to... Yeah, talk about some great music and appreciate some of the people that we've lost just going through and, and, and talking about these bands and their music. And I realized that the loss has been spread around to all genres of music, both from the past and now, like with Winehouse or Kurt, you know, your 80s losses, people like Freddie, Michael Jackson, yeah. or Sid, you know, and some of the early 27 Club people like Brian Jones all in there. Absolutely. We know that a lot of amazing musicians are not in this piece of artwork. People that we've lost, and we've talked about a lot of them, I know. And it doesn't discount their loss oh. by any means or anything like that. This is just something some creative person did. It's cool. And, and goofy bastards like us all over the planet are kind of adding stuff to it and twisting it around. I saw one that didn't have... The waitress is serving and it didn't have the halos, but it had a funky little angel like right off of Entwistle's, uh, his pick hand. And so there's all different treatments of it out there. That's the funny thing I noticed. Well, you know, we just wanted to have some fun. Uh, there's even a meme, by the way, of um, the Sixth Sense mm -hmm. with the little kid going, I hear dead people and he's got headphones on instead of seeing, you know. Yes. Um, and I know now that we're doing this, then I'm going to do a deeper dig and I'm going to find like the one that has all the names overlaid so you can see who everybody is and stuff like that. And then we'll really feel dumb, right? Because we didn't find it before we did the episode. No, you know what, though? Looking at something like this and going at it blind is fun. It's pure improv. It's challenging. And it's really cool to do stuff like this as well. It's a nice change yeah. of pace. And, I'm and you never know what's going to happen. And, and what's your name again? <laughs> Funny, man. Cut it out. Cut it out, dude. Funny's a crutch, Rich. <laughs> yeah, man. What a good time. And great music. Two things that really inspire us to do goofy things and sometimes serious things too here on the imbalanced history of rock and roll so you've already gone and googled it 
and you've been looking at the picture, so we want to hear from you if you have. Imbalancedhistory at gmail.com. Always a good way to reach out pretty much about anything. And we're still getting emails about our one-hit wonders of the 70s. Don't forget to send yours if you've got five favorites on that. We're thinking about doing an episode with you guys in it. So think about that as well. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Imbalance History. Till the next time we crack the studio mics here at Dark Doc Media. I'm Ray Koob signing off. I'm Marcus Goldman. And you know, you found us. Thanks for listening to The Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.